0: everyone, welcome back to another episode of Simply Put. Monday was Indigenous Peoples Day, and I participated in the social media blackout to help center focus around the Native and Indigenous voices. So, Simply More was dedicated to that, and even though I've cut down my time on social media pretty drastically recently, I still made sure that I was learning and doing my part to boost their content across all platforms. And thanks to it being such a combined effort to adjust the algorithms, I learned a lot—a um, lot that I didn't know about um, Native and Indigenous history um, and Native and Indigenous people and traditions—and I found some really awesome creators to follow. Um, so while it was really important to me that I observed the um, IPOC blackout as they did during the Black Lives Matters blackout. I don't want anyone to think that I've forgotten, uh, some of the other important celebration and awareness days that happened over the weekend. Um, Saturday was Mental Health Awareness Day, and as a suicide attempt survivor who has struggled with some level of depression, anxiety, and, um, harmful behaviors for the majority of her life, it's so important that we each take what we need for our mental health, no matter what that looks like. Now that we're seven months into a pandemic, making sure that you take time is way more important than ever. It's the changing of seasons. Um, yeah, it's spooky time, and that releases an awful lot of serotonin for a lot of people. Um, but there's also a lot less sunlight, and that contributes really heavily to depression. We've all, on some level or another, got some level of uh, pandemic depression, adding into seasonal depression and just your normal everyday uh, depression and anxiety. Um, it's more important than ever that we that we take the time to um, prioritize our mental health. And for some people, that looks like prioritizing their time differently. For others, that means seeking professional help. And there are plenty of places in between there, and none of those are things to be ashamed of. Um, so if you or someone that you know is struggling, um, feel free to reach out to me. There's also the Suicide Hotline. I understand and I've spoken before is like not something that a lot of people call and they do put people on hold but they also have um, like a texting line too so if you just google uh, suicide helpline or whatever um, they do have a texting phone number that works pretty well I've heard Um, I don't use stuff like that when I'm feeling that way so I can't speak for whether or not it helps but I do know people People who have used it and who are still here, um, so at, at least it's some sort of distraction from how they're feeling, even if they're not quite to the point where it doesn't matter yet. Um, and that sounds really horrible, and I don't mean it to, you, but uh, you do leave it to a point where it doesn't matter what anybody says or what anybody does. This is what you're going to do. Or what you feel like needs to happen and once you get to that point there's not a whole lot of, of outside um, interaction that's going to make a difference and there's also no mind. so if anything that means take closer attention to your friends and your family members take closer attention to your own mental health and please by all means do do what you need to do to be okay because It is not a kind world out there, um, not only with the election, but, um, like the pandemic and it being bum 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 national coming out day on Sunday, which was a segue that I didn't mean to make, but, um, members of the LGBTQ community, um, are going through some struggling right now, especially if they have gotten married or they plan on getting married everybody does, no matter what your sexuality is, there are plenty of people who are just like, I don't believe in marriage, Um, but for a demographic that, what, five years ago earned the right to be legally married in all states, and now it's looking like perhaps that's not as much of a surety as it was before, so if you're part of that community, my heart is with you, and on that note, I'm late to the party, but here we are to talk about coming out. So it took me a long time to accept my sexuality, and I've rolled around a lot since I was a kid, from thinking that I was gay, to praying I was straight, to finding an in-between place, until finally uh, I hit college, and I didn't care what labels were. Um, I decided that they didn't matter, but Here's the thing though, like as much as I um, will happily bounce around presenting as femme or mask or androgynous in my appearance uh, without considering myself non binary or genderqueer, I can't or I couldn't give myself that same amount of leeway when it came to sexuality. Um, Up until recently, somebody would mention sexuality to me or ask, I just kind of flounder around, and I usually just answered with some level of not straight, and then kind of laughed my way through it and hoped that the question stopped there, and it wasn't because I was uncomfortable so much as it was like I didn't know, and um, didn't really know how to go about finding out. It's been a subject of a lot of conversations I've had recently. Not necessarily my own sexuality, so much as exploring sexualities in general, and um, talking about the ebbs and the flows from our teenage years into adulthood, and then adjusting ourselves and our labels as needed along the way. Like, sometimes that means moving a little bit more to the left or the right than we were, and sometimes that means yeeting ourselves to a complete different side of the spectrum, Um, But, like, the conversations have happened, and and they were really nice um, and and enlightening because I kind of realized recently that those labels do matter to me. Um, I want to be able to answer that question really confidently without just floundering around and not straight didn't seem to be something uh, that I was comfortable with anymore you know when I first started saying oh well like it doesn't matter I'm just not straight I meant that and I was fine with that and I was comfortable with that and now I feel like I just turned dirty and I should be able to say something um, better and I sat with the realization that all of a sudden those labels did mean something to me a bit and I wondered what had kept me from being open about it before Which seems ridiculous because, yeah, like, I set my profile picture, or, like, my Facebook profile to likes women and men after college, but I also made a very conscious decision that I would be the only person who could see it, um, and i would had women interested in me who I probably could have been really happy with, and I was just never willing to even consider it because it wasn't fair to pursue anything with someone I'd be afraid to introduce to my family. Um knew what it what it felt like on a friends level to um to not want to be introduced to a certain family member because they're racist or to not being able to go over to their house after school because their dad didn't like black people or their mom didn't like black people or like whatever I I didn't want to do that to someone that I cared about or had potential to care about um, but none of that changed the fact that like my first kiss and my first sexual experiences were with girls well a girl um, and that was before there was any talk of sex ed uh, let alone any understanding of the labels that existed it's not a knock to how old I am so much as it was an indication of like how young I was at the time So things between her and I started to become more of a thing, and we would seek each other out rather than just, um, oh, we're friends and we're exploring. About the same time that Ellen came out, and I would sit and I would listen to my family talk about it, and it was awful. It wasn't uncommon for people to call her Ellen degenerate, and while she definitely has been a subject of problematic behavior for the last hot second now. That's that's not the same thing. <laughs> like attacking somebody for the things about themselves they can't change will never be okay no matter how problematic they are. Um so it was super off-putting to me back then and it's even more gross now. But it led me to believe that being gay was a bad thing. Um and that it would send me to this like mysterious hell that I didn't believe in then and I don't really believe in now. But no one talked about there being other options besides being just gay and straight. And if I was enjoying fooling around with girls, then obviously I must be gay. But I didn't understand what that meant. I wasn't 10 yet. Not even 10. I think Ellen came out in like 99. uh, And nobody really described to me what being gay was well back then. Um, There was definitely still this level of taboo around discussing sexuality in general. It didn't matter what that sexuality was. Like, nobody wanted to talk about it, especially not with um, an eight or nine-year-old girl. But after Ellen came out and all of that backlash with that started happening, I stopped going over to her house. Um, However, we'd still reconnect on and off throughout um, school until she got held back and was moved to a different high school. But by then, it was never anything official, and it was more of just a, like, for old time sake thing than anything else. But sometimes I do wonder if things would have been less difficult for me now had I allowed myself to kind of explore that part of myself when I was younger. And probably not in hindsight, it's 2020, but it's always really interesting to wonder who I would be if I was brave enough back then to... To explore the part of me that I knew was there and I always intended to be more out and more open so that I could just be me without any sort of abandon but I always thought it had to wait Like sometimes it was I'd wait until after this family my me- family member died or that family member and other times it was if only I didn't have family on Facebook or um, social media at all and it cut me from being open about how I felt even when I wanted to be open the most. I wanted to feel free to just be me without editing myself for public consumption or wanting to hide it from my family so I wasn't the topic of like their weekly or sometimes daily gossip sessions. Like I just wanted to be able to share the things about being a member of the LGBTQ community without having to hesitate and be afraid of what would happen if it got back to um, somebody in my family, which is interesting because um, I'm out to a couple of members in my family, uh, and I don't talk to most of my family, so the fact that this would be concerning to me at all is uh, kind of embarrassing, because aside from any other decisions that I make in my life, like I don't care. I'm the black sheep of the family. I always have been. I'm always considered to be the disappointment. And so the fact that I may disappoint them in another um, in another aspect of my life shouldn't matter to me. <laughs> and on the grand scheme of things, I'm also, like, I shouldn't be the family disappointment. But that's a whole nother level of trauma. Uh. But I just think it's really funny that I, I cared so much about what they thought of my sexuality and they, um, that they thought that I was straight um, when I don't care what they think of me about literally anything else in my life. Um, and, you know, now, now that I'm married, some people think that it shouldn't matter. I'm in a cishet marriage. Um, or what appears to be at least, and I could easily just kind of exist and use uh, my husband as an excuse just to not talk about it, but it feels gross, (laughs) especially since there are things right now are way easier to talk about uh, than they have been at any other point in my life, and the majority of my friends are members of the LGBTQ community, um, and they've (laughs) They've come to accept not straight as my answer Um, whenever we're out and somebody asks me or whenever it comes up in conversation. um, Because I do have a couple that will ask me, you know, every couple of years. Um, But we've been spending a lot of time poking around where everyone is in hopes of finding a better description with more in-depth labels now that they're available. Because, like, when we were young, there wasn't, um, like pansexual and demisexual and omnisexual and even, uh, like, yes, transgender, um, people existed, obviously, but we didn't talk about them to the extent as we do now or, like, non-binary people, like, those were things that existed in the pocket where people, uh, were out with, with those identities and that was not, where we grew up um, I do have trans friends from high school now um, but they didn't they didn't come into that until later in their life even though like we knew that they struggled with their gender identity um, finding out that it was a thing and, and I don't know exactly what you would expect like a very Christian very white very small town community Um to do to their members of the lgbtq community is exactly what they did and i guess that's probably the best way to explain it but now that we're older even though a lot of us are married or in long-term relationships um, it's been really interesting to to talk about where everybody is and explore what different labels are and talk about what they mean to us and whether or not they fit and and having those conversations has helped me become way more comfortable talking about my own sexuality, and, and they made me feel less alone and being unsure of where I stood because a lot of my friends have been out for a really long time, and they've, they've come to terms with who they are, and they're open with their families, um, and, and I haven't been. So the fact that they were so far ahead of me in their process of coming out and still are now coming back however many years later, and, and looking at things and maybe adjusting themselves, is, is really comforting. Um, currently I'm fluttering between like identifying as like an omnisexual and a demisexual, because I, I don't give a fuck how you identify yourself on any sort of gender binary. Um, but if there isn't an emotional bond, there's never going to be any sort of sexual desire at all. And (laughs) to be honest, let me tell you, that explains a lot. Um, So while I'm obviously still not coming out directly to my family, I'm out on the internet, (laughs) which somehow makes it seem way more vulnerable. And once my social media break is over, I do plan on changing my settings so that that can be seen by anybody on my friends list. So if they're looking for that, uh, for some reason, it's there. It took me quite a while to get here, but I kinda, I don't know, like I finally don't feel like I have to hide anymore. So hey, I'm Ashes, I'm your less than friendly neighborhood polyamorous demisexual. Um, how's it going?